Welcome to the, to the, to the Welcome to the Hasley Podcast. Podcast. Hasley Podcast. To the, to the, to the, the show where I interview hip hop artists five days a week. And on today's episode, I have on Bobby McAvelli. Can you hear me? Oh, I had the thing on mute. What's up? How you doing, man? <laughs> My bad. I, I thought I hit speaker, but I hit the microphone button, which mutes it. <laughs> I actually I actually did the same thing, too. I'm not used to the Facebook voice. Yeah. Feature. <laughs> I'm, get, I'm getting used to it, so, because, I mean, I do this quite a bit, actually. <laughs> but I still yeah, fuck up. It sounds, <laughs> sounds, like you, sounds like you keep a pretty busy schedule with it. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's... It's just fun, dude. I'm I really like the only reason I'm able to be so busy with this because I love it, you know. Honestly, man, I think that's super, super dope, and that was like what made me gravitate towards you when you reached out to me initially. Yeah. It's because like I listen, I listen to podcasts a ridiculous amount driving to and from school, like across the valley, like in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So to like have you have somebody who runs a podcast about something that I love reach out to me and ask me to be on a podcast for like my first time it was like super super exciting to me man so i definitely listened to some of your stuff and i think you've got a really dope show built in and i'm honored to be a part of it hell yeah man and i'm, I'm excited that you're excited about it awesome so yeah dude um i'm kind of like wanting to like make it more just relax when i start the conversations like what have you been up to bro <laughs> sure, I, I like that, I like that So um, for those of you who are listening who don't know who I am um, I go by the name of Bobby Machiavelli And I'm a rapper originally from the Bay Area And I'm currently living out in Los Angeles right now And, you know, I've kind of jumped all around, did different things I've been making music for about six years But I've been like a content creator, like online in one way or another since like 2008, I want to say. Okay. And so I I don't know. The way it's kind of always worked for me is pretty, is something I definitely hear in your voice, which is just like chasing something and doing it to the max when you're like crazy passionate about Mm -hmm. something. So throughout my life, whether it's been like me being obsessed with technology and making a YouTube channel reviewing technology for four years. Oh, shit. And, like, I, yeah, you know, and I made like 200 plus videos doing that. And then I got hired by Apple and, you know, what? Things, like, yeah. So like that was like back, you know, in 2008 to 2012. And I got hired by Apple like in 2012 mm-hmm. and worked worked for them for a little bit and like you know basically i've just kind of always hopped around different passions until i landed on music which is like my current passion at the moment i feel you um but yeah i've just been working on music i'm living out in la trying to finish up college which i've dragged along a little longer than i probably should have yeah you're like you're like van wilder (laughs) yeah definitely so i'm just slowly chugging along through that actually finally doing it now but um yeah it's basically just been my girl my music and school at the moment for me that's what i've been up to hell yeah have you been releasing any uh current music because i noticed on soundcloud like i think the last release you had or no okay never mind that was a month ago that was the top right there i'm scrolling on the spotlight right there yeah it's i definitely something about the way I've, i've so since I started making music in 2012-ish, around then, 
I put out six different projects over those years. Okay. And, you know, some of them have been solo projects. Some of them were with another uh, rapper who used to make music. That was actually one of my good friends that got me into making music. Okay. And him and I did a few things. We actually went to school together out in Colorado for college for like two years. And um, yeah, so him and I did some stuff. But as of lately, um, since my move to Los Angeles, the way I've always kind of approached making my music is mm-hmm. I live my life kind of like a voyeur. So like, like a I what? Walk through, like a voyeur, which is just somebody who walks through life and observes different things and just kind of takes everything in. Okay. And so kind of how I've always done it is I'll like have a solid chunk of time where I'm really just living my life and having these experiences that I want to write about and seeing things that I want to write about and then I spend a good amount of time working on that music Mm -hmm. so right now right now I've been in kind of one of those observing phases of my life and I'm slowly trickling out the stuff that I made during the last you know pushing through a bunch of music oh I feel you yeah if that makes sense yeah it, it does and like i'm sure you're growing and like you you just are wanting your image to stay current with it i guess i don't i don't know but uh uh yeah dude then that makes perfect sense yeah definitely i don't know it's been um it's been interesting like i was listening to your podcast with catalyst that you did oh yeah uh, and i thought that was really awesome that you had him on the show because like when i was first starting to get into rap and i was first even like considering starting to make music yeah i remember um seeing like a bunch of cyphers with him and i i think he's from the bay area isn't he i think i think he's he said that yeah yeah i'm pretty sure he's from the bay and like I, I i saw him as like a local dude who was actually like had like some attention and i thought he was super dope and so you know to have you to listen to his interview uh-huh. with you, i think he was i think he was saying um what was he saying Something about, um, shit, I just lost my train of thought. He, he was talking bad, about features on one part, and yeah. was was that the specific part you were talking about? Um, I don't think so, okay. but I do remember what he was saying about that. I, I can definitely relate, though, to a lot of where he's at right now, uh-huh. just because... Like, it's, it's interesting. Like, I'm getting, like, probably around the same amount of, like, money for music. And I've had, like, similar views on certain things. And it's, like, it is a really weird kind of, like, position to be. Because I know for a fact that I've gotten more traction than, you know, a ton of dudes that I was, you know, just freestyling with. Like, all trying to make uh-huh. music back when I first started. But I am so far from where I want to be. So it is this like kind of interesting middle ground. I just find myself trying to like appreciate the moment and just whatever I'm working on at the moment. Just keep it and not get hung up on numbers. You know, I I think when when he was when he was talking about features, he was saying how like it kind of made him feel guilty about having, you know, doing a feature that maybe he's not super excited about just Mm -hmm. like for financial reasons. I definitely found myself doing that. I guess like it kind of makes while. you feel like a whore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just kind of, you feel you feel a little dirty. You kind of want to take a shower after, you know? Yeah. But, but, but like, anyway, like, I, yeah, I, I agree with that because, like, I had, so, you know, I, I found myself trying to take a little bit of a step back and work on music just for me and not try to like focus on the business aspect of it because until like a year ago honestly or no not a year ago probably like two years ago 
nobody gave a shit, sorry for my language, about anything that I did or whatever. So it, once I got this little push of attention, <laughs> mm-hmm. like that's when I started like thinking more calculated and it kind of made yeah. it less fun. So I've been trying to like take a step back from like thinking about it super business-like and really just trying you. to enjoy making the music. It's interesting though, because one of the, the crazy passions that I have is the business stuff too. So that, that just gets me super pumped and excited as well. So I think that might be a good thing for me. <clears throat> Cause I, 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 I yeah. Cause I, cause I rap as well. I was getting a call. Oh shoot. Did it like stop the recording? <laughs> oh no, it didn't stop it. Do you want me to stop it? No, no, it's all good. Okay. I was just uh, making sure it didn't like mess up anything. But yeah, um, it's interesting that you say that too, is because you know I'm going to school right now for marketing and okay. I'm a business major, and I want to do business the rest of my life and i'm obsessed with the music business and honestly the only reason i've ever been able to play shows with some of my favorite artists they're like you know get the views that i've gotten on certain Mm -hmm. songs is because of just like networking and like me really really loving the business aspect Mm -hmm. of it but it's so interesting to me how like when you're handling the business aspect of music when it's your own art that you're you know, pimping out essentially. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of it kind of changes it a little. At least for me, that's how I, I feel. Because like, I I love the business aspect of music, but when it came down to like me focusing all, I felt like I had a hard time focusing half and half on like the art and the business. That like, makes I sense. Myself, you know, like I was either all in on the business part, just pimping it out, or like hundred percent focused on just the music so i've kind of had a hard time walking that line for both with my own personal art Mm -hmm. but i love that like you know you you have the same like love for that stuff too so you're a musician as well correct yeah yeah and i I do i've been doing music for a minute and i'm actually gonna like i have no music available right now but i realized for full for the podcast to come for full circle i need to actually put my music back up <clears throat> or at least a few songs that I have because I, I kind of just like I'm, I'm in the process of maybe like I'm thinking rebranding my my uh, music image my, and and all that stuff so sure. I'm, I'm sure yeah <clears throat> I'm, I, I went through that I went through that change as well too at that rebranding phase mm-hmm. like when I first started when I first started making music I went by Bobby Mac Okay. Everybody, everybody called me Bobby Mac just because I was the kid in high school who worked at Apple, and like everyone knew me as the Apple oh, kid. Yeah. So, they just called, so they just called me Bobby Mac. Nice. And, I like that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm Italian, so like I've always been like you know obsessed with just the Italian culture yeah. and like the, the Renaissance and just all that stuff. And so I was like doing some reading around the time that I put out. I think it was my third project or my second. I think it was my second. But I was, like, reading about the Renaissance, and I was reading about Niccolo Machiavelli. Yeah. Who was, like, the, who was the Renaissance scholar. He did a bunch of different stuff and wrote a bunch of different stuff. But, like, one thing that really stood out to me that he coined was the term Renaissance man. Okay. Which is, which is somebody who's, like, really, like, passionate and good at a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. And they put, them all, they put them all towards, like, a common goal or objective. So, for me... Like, I felt like I was like, oh, okay, I have all these skills with, like, 
you know, graphic design, yeah. film, editing, music, audio engineering. Like, I, I was like, you know, I had all those are all things. like you literally just listed yeah. all of my skills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Like, you know, I, I had all these different things I was obsessed with and I just put them all into music. I would, you know, direct my own cover art and then I would edit it in Photoshop and Illustrator. And yeah. I would be the one I would be the one taking the clips I had my friend film for me of yeah. me editing them in Final Cut Pro. You know, like so I, mm-hmm. I felt like I was like such a one man machine at that time. And I and my mom always used to call me like a little Renaissance man because of this trait of just being like all in with a bunch of different yeah. shit. So like I just extended the Bobby Mac to Bobby Machiavelli. And oh, I, nice. Yeah, and so that's that's where that came from, and it's pretty. It's honestly been pretty good for me. You know, I think that names the Machiavelli piece stands out, and it yeah. always at least gets people. It always at least gets people to like ask about it. You know? And it's always real. I mean, it's not always, but it's also related to hip hop and rap because of Tupac. Exactly. Exactly. I get that a lot. People. Are I figure like, that's um, what probably people like. Their first thing is is that. If they're if they're a hip hop head, that's the first thing they say. Every yeah, time. <laughs> that yeah, makes sense. Which is which is cool, and I always just kind of say like, you know, that wasn't the original intention, but I definitely pay homage to him. You know, mm-hmm. so it is what it is. That's like, what's it's, up. Mine's spelled a little different, but I don't know. I think I think like that. The, it branding is super super important. Just out of mm-hmm. curiosity, how did you how did you find me? Um, I think it was uh, SoundCloud. Like I, I go like I spend hours looking for artists, and sometimes it's through Instagram, and sometimes it's through SoundCloud, looking through like the related artist. But um, nice. I think that that's exactly wh- where it was. And like it's slowly, I've noticed the related artists they're connected to other artists that you've either like listened to or talked to. So it might have even been connected to to Catalyst Bars or something. I don't know. <laughs> like it could be it could through be through the also. algorithm. You know what I mean? Like n- not not me, yeah. but through the algorithm. One thing I'm, I'm thinking, like, maybe I was trying to think of that connection, too, because I was honestly, like, honored you reached out to me because I some of the people I've, you know, heard you interview, like, I've looked up to and listened to. So it's pretty cool, That's what's like, up. you know, from from Gifted Gab, Nacho Picasso. Yeah. Like, kind of people. like I, I definitely fuck. I love the Seattle hip hop scene. Like I'm, I'm just so now like, finding it, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Have you talked to Sam LaChow? No, I haven't, but I guess I'm kind of working my way up to it. <laughs> yeah, you you definitely should. I'll actually, like, try to get you his number. I'll see if he's interested in it. But, like, he's fucking amazing, and I think it would be really tight if you interviewed him. Bro, that would really, be like, awesome. Hum- he's, a really, he's a really humble dude, and he's kind of one of the top dudes in the Seattle scene. Yeah. But, like, he has some really good songs with Gifted Gab. If You, you might have already heard him mm-hmm. just, like from her but yeah well i heard him from uh uh, nacho picasso one of my my favorite songs that that was uh it was the lemony snicket one and it's so funny because i read those books when i was younger but the new season of a series of unfortunate just events just came out and i was literally watching it when i found that song and i was like bro (laughs) it's my shit right here lemony snicket when i love that song that song's amazing (laughs) yeah no the whole seattle hip-hop scene all the artists that i've met or that i've just like listened to from them Mm -hmm. like i really i really like the sound i like how they have like you know like trumpets and just like real instruments like in a lot of their songs i just think the the whole vibe of that stuff is really dope my girlfriend's actually from seattle too so okay nice 
it's, I've gotten to visit there a few times in the last year, so it's been pretty cool. Hell yeah. I, I want to elaborate more on the, like, the balancing the business and the art at the same time, like, because I think, like, that, that definitely is a key thing, because it can be, like, distracting, like, no matter how much you love the business, because art, it's like, you really need to focus, and, like, not even just focus, but it's when, I don't know, it's hard to explain it, but, you know, like, it does no, take I, energy. I get, I get exactly what you're talking about, man. This is something that's been really difficult for me, honestly, throughout my career, because I, first and foremost, I genuinely believe I'm a business person first. I feel you. I'm a musician. <laughs> I, almost, I, almost, I almost feel like I fell into the world of rap. Because, because it's business-orientated, in a way? Yeah, that, and because, like, I feel like it had, like, the least barriers to entry for, you know, what I ultimately want, which is my own personal brand. Yeah, you know, same. Like, I, I, I'm not going to be rapping when I'm 60. I mean, maybe I will. Yeah, but maybe. Like, I, don't see my, I don't see myself rapping when I'm 60. Look at Eminem, he's 50. <laughs> but yeah, he's also Eminem, though. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's, it's a pretty, you know, strong distinction. But anyway, yeah. like, yeah, I, I think it's, it's interesting because, you know, I, I would like honestly like the biggest rush that like I, I honestly feel like my music like I'm proud of my music and I am extremely proud of the growth that I've shown and I do believe that I do make good music and I have some music definitely. for some people you know, but like at the same time it definitely will oh I definitely always haven't felt that way and it took me a long time mm. to get to a point where i felt that way and i'm sure you can relate with that definitely i'm still so, working on it you know <laughs> sure exactly it takes like a while and i'm still working on it too but you know i think like a, one of the biggest rushes that i've gotten from this whole thing is at, when i was at a point where i felt like i had really mediocre talent i wasn't i didn't think i was bad i knew i was a lot better than any of the friends that i had that like like I was freestyling with and stuff so yeah. like I knew that like I had some potential but like I didn't feel like I was really like in any realm like worthy of any sort of like real attention but like the biggest rush for me was being able to take my music that I thought was mediocre and get it seen by like you know a hundred thousand exactly five hundred thousand five five hundred thousand people seven hundred fifty thousand people combined between a few platforms having songs pass a million you know like do you think you can elaborate on how, how you how you uh, achieved that yeah i can i can i know a hundred ten percent exactly what i did that made every single bit of the difference and that is a hundred percent youtube it is solely because of youtube channels out to youtube channels music channels bloggers. bro no not music Oh, bloggers. not music channels? Yeah, bloggers. Okay. No, bloggers. That's what I was thinking. This like, that's a I really mean. good, like, I was, I was, I actually. Music? Oh, my bad. I was, I was about to cut you off. But I want to hear what the rest you, what, what, what rest you got to no, say. No, it's all good. <laughs> it's, 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 it's exciting because, like, I had the same, like, a realization. Music channels are really dope, too, but the real attention is when you get a, a YouTuber that is getting, you know, a lot of views from daily vlogs. They have a following of people mm -hmm. that really care what they, care what they say, care what they wear, care what they do. And, exactly. you know, I found, I, I was watching these YouTubers who did sneaker-related YouTube. Like, you know, there's one who, whose name is Kais Omar and another one whose name is Alex who goes by Sneakerhead in the Bay. 
And these two dudes, I watched them every day, and I was big fans of their videos because I was obsessed with shoes at the time. At this, like, and like, okay. I was thinking about it. And, you know, the the way I've always approached things is like, if I if I see something that I really like, I just want to be a part of it in yeah. any way I can. Like, I don't I don't care what part. I just want to be a part of it. That's why I'm so stoked you reached out to me to do this podcast. Hell yeah. I love podcasts. I love podcasts and I love hip hop podcasts, so I'm just stoked to be a part of it. When it came to like the sneaker stuff, like I was like, okay, well, I'm not making YouTube videos about sneakers right now, but like I want to be in these videos somehow. So maybe they need background music for like the scenes where they're doing the on foot shots and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I reached out to these. I reached out to these two guys and I told them I was like, hey, like I'm like a you know, content creator, also from the Bay Area, like, I'm, because they're both from the Bay Area, okay. too, so that might have helped my, helped my chances a little bit, but I was like, I'm, like, a big fan of you guys, like, if you guys want any, like, copyright-free music to, like, put in your videos, like, like, feel free to use any of the songs on this album, like, da-da-da-da-da, so I sent it to both of them. Dope. Both of them are... Both of them surprisingly hit me right back and told me that like they loved the stuff and they would put it in the description as well. Nice. So like you know I have I have one song that they both really 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 liked and that's called Sharp Between the Years and that's probably my biggest song I've ever made. And like they just kept pushing that song and like in the March the month of March 2016. It went from I want to say like ten thousand plays on SoundCloud to like one hundred eighty thousand plays. In nice, like a month. that's crazy. That's and awesome. Was, yeah, dude, and it, it like freaked me out. I was like, this fucking works. And so like I started just networking back and forth with these dudes. They just would put like my, they would use my music as their background music for like a like extended period of time. And it got to a point where like I was close enough with them. But, like, I actually went and I met up with them in person and hung out with them for, like, nice. the first time. And I, was, and I was in that video with them. And then they were, like, nope. asking me, like, oh, like, they're, like, yeah, this is the guy whose song has been in the video. Hey, they're like, they're <laughs> that's like, collaboration, bro. <laughs> oh, dude, it was huge. And the, the, the thing that really sold it is, like, I, I remember they, like, asked me to freestyle for them on camera. Yeah. And so, like, I freestyled, I freestyled for them in, like, both of their videos a few different times. And, like, those videos, like, it's not just a me freestyle video. It's a total vlog. Yeah. But, like. The vlog in total, like you know. Oh, I'm I'm very familiar with how vlogs work, so that's definitely that definitely like I already yeah. imagine it. <laughs> yeah, you know, one one of them has passed over a million views on YouTube, so that's a million people have seen me rapping. And For like, sure. I, I I felt the effect of that attention shift. Like I went from like a thousand followers to like eight thousand in like a month. You know, it was pretty crazy, and so I. One, oh, I remember what I was gonna say about Catalyst earlier. Okay. How he was saying that, like, how he was saying that he wished he capitalized on like these waves of attention yeah. a little better. That's exactly what I lightweight regret mm -hmm. because I did I did capitalize on it and I grew significantly. I definitely started making money for the first time from music and like it was a real it was wild like i was getting to do meet and greets with these guys like in the bay area i was Dope. like signing autographs like i signed phones i've signed faces like this was like the, new, <laughs> the most unreal surreal thing That's in the awesome. entire world to me <laughs> and it was crazy and i literally just like hit the brakes right after all this happened oh. and just spent spent way too much time trying to make sure that the next step i put out was better 
Oh, you should have just kept putting it out. Oh, dude, there was also something else that happened in my life that kind of slowed me down. I feel you. I don't want I don't want to dive too much into this. My my listeners do know this a lot, but I actually ended up going to rehab like right around the end of that time. Oh damn! I was in rehab. Yeah, so I was like actually in rehab for about like nine months in total. Like right around the. That's a long ass time. yeah, it was, it was definitely, I mean, like, I didn't need to be there that long. It was mostly just, I stayed there that long to make sure that, mm-hmm. like, I didn't, you know, I, just to make sure that my head was on track. That's cool, dude. Yeah, that's um, what's up. Whatever it takes, yeah. man. Yeah, I was very lucky, too. The rehab I went to um, had, like, a full-blown recording studio, and, like, it was really, really top-notch. And the guy who runs it is, like, oh. you know, a drummer. He's like a Grammy-nominated drummer from like. Have you heard of? Do you listen to much like, like punk rock or that kind of stuff? I mean, not really, but some like I've, not really punk sure, rock, sure. but you know, I, I dabble in a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah, so there's there's this there's this band called Shiny Toy Guns. And I know them. Like few, oh, you do? Yeah. So they were on like, like the Buzz before, and like I, I think there's a yeah. song that I like by them a lot that I actually messaged. My friend, too. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, beside the point. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, so the guy who runs the studio at the treatment center that I went to is actually the drummer from that band. Oh, nice. And like, I, yeah, and I became like super, super close with him, and he helped produce like an entire album, which is the album that like I'm about to release really soon. I actually just have like two songs that need to be finished. That's what's mastered. up. So then I have that done, and... So I made that whole album while I was in treatment, but I just spent too much time trying to perfect that album mm-hmm. to a point where like I, I lost a lot of that like momentum that I had built. I didn't lose like all the attention per se. That's exactly like, what Catalyst was saying. I'm pretty sure. You know, <laughs> the the real you can feel the difference. Like when you're, you know, like I'll I'll post something and it'll get thousands of views mm-hmm. like overnight versus thousands of views like in a week you know like you feel yeah, the like, sense of the, the shift the shift in urgency the people are still there but they just care a little less if that makes sense so oh, it does. it's it's been kind of a struggle but i'm i'm gearing up right now to really actually like try to roll this stuff out try to get some videos out again just things like that hell yeah it's interesting that actually like there's something i'm working on right now like you know i said uh i wanted to put out more music well there's this song that i have like really i've 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 probably performed it from complete like in completion like a hundred times just that one song by itself because i've just played it a lot and i had it on i was like playing it with the guitar for a while too because i just wanted to be a guitar rapper (laughs) it was a i was going through a phase hey hey that's a that's a popular thing especially with the ladies yeah for sure and like I have this project, like, like not even project. I'm actually making my first because I'm gonna start making a blog post, like written blogs for the. I'm gonna make, get a website and I'm gonna make blog posts for the Hasley podcast. And my first one is the process of releasing my first single. Like, I'm gonna slowly like release some songs and like hopefully like over the next two weeks I'll have it done. But I've never been to like a professional studio before, so I'm gonna record this one at like an actual studio with people with the right equipment and like better equipment than me and I'm gonna pay for that and you know get, get it done for this one song and like just because I want the quality to be the best it can be because I've always just done everything myself and hey I I think that's an amazing idea especially because like what you're doing right now you're building attention around your brand and it's probably like I don't know I don't know how you're 
your release of music went when you it sounds like you've released music before yeah just willy-nilly just this that (laughs) which is which is fine yeah that's how it's supposed to be you know i've taken down all the first stuff that i first put out because like now i've i've put in the investment and the time and Mm -hmm. the quality and that kind of stuff so it's like i completely get what you're saying and i think you're doing it at a really good time because like the way you're building up the Hasley podcast brand right yeah. now, I know that that attention that attention is going to directly translate to the the new wave and the new drop of stuff, and it's like definitely going to it's like a second first impression. It, it, it's like it's it's a, it kind of layers on the content because it builds on it. Like I'm g- talking to all these rappers, all these hip hop artists, and like it's just like. It's kind of like come, it's full circle. Like I think it's like almost necessary for me to be releasing music. Like you know what I mean? I think, <laughs> like yeah. No, I want I, I want to start collaborating with with more artists too. Like but I have to get to that sure. level because I'm still like really occupied with this. I have to wait till like I can afford an assistant because right now the workload is just intense. <laughs> yeah, bro. I it's so interesting to me. Like who do you listen to? Because you you have like a crazy work ethic. Because like. You know what you remind me of? You remind me, like, it literally sounds like you are doing that everything that Gary Vaynerchuk suggests a person to do. <laughs> well, that's and because like, I, I watch he, I, I watch what he does and not what he says. And if you watch good, him, you know that that's good. exact quote from him. <laughs> good. No, exactly. So it's like, it's so tight. It's so tight to see you do it. And you haven't even brought him up once. I'm the one who brought him up. Nice. Because I'm a huge fan of him. Me too. I noticed, <laughs> I, I noticed your... I notice your grind is genuinely exactly what most people, he's telling people, he's like, most of you aren't going to do shit. Hopefully one of you do. You're the one person who's doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you know, it's interesting. The the episode that was just released uh, four hours ago was the first time I brought him up. And that's because the person brought it up. He was talking, we were talking about it and it wasn't even just related to me. He was just talking about it. So he's just from New York too, but it was, Yeah, I haven't really brought it up. I haven't. I've tried not to, and like because I I I don't want to be an imitation. I want something like I'm making my own thing. You know, like I'm I'm an artist as well. I don't think think you're an imitation. I don't think you're an imitation of him at all. I just think you you have that same DNA that he always talks. Yeah, get what I'm saying. (laughs) It's like that's that's what it is, and I don't think anybody would hate on you for that. But I can understand as a per like you being a person who has that DNA. I can understand you not wanting anyone to associate that grind with someone else. Yeah, for sure. You know, prominent. I've actually I've, I've DM'd him honestly, and I, I be I, I would like him to be yeah. on the show. And actually, I I actually see him being on the show like regardless, you know. Cause- I, I, pr- I promise you, dude. I promise you, dude. You keep putting out as like the amount that you are. You keep dropping content the way that you are. Yeah. There's no fucking chance that he wouldn't see what you're doing exactly at some point in the future <laughs> and not be like super fucking excited about it. For sure. You know? And you know, I, I actually, oh, I, also, I, I didn't fully uh, could, uh, complete my, my plan with with the, with the song drop. Like I'm writing like a whole like blog post about the. You can you can actually read about it. But I, I want I wanted to finish what like I'm I'm recording it at a at a professional studio. But like I have like a distribution plan and a promotion plan. And it's cool that you said YouTube. And that's why I was like super excited when you said that because I'm like this is my first like single like solo project that I'm actually like fully thinking about like promotion and everything and like money that's going to go into yeah. promotion. 
promotion and thoughts like that. So I'm glad you actually really emphasize reaching out to vlog to vloggers because right now, like I'm, I was just looking at like smaller like uh, music channels that will like put your shit on theirs, like that that have a similar yeah. sound to your exact kind of hip hop. Like not only just like niched into hip hop and rap, but niched into yeah. the sound. Yeah. See the thing. The thing, like, about all that, like, like I think you have, like, the perfect, like, mentality about it, you know? Like, I, I really do. Like, I think, you know, these these vloggers, these vloggers, they need music for their mm -hmm. background music. And, and honestly, keeping fresh music in their videos to keep it, like, you know, new and engaging mm -hmm. for their viewers, it's a real struggle. So when people reach out to them, they're super excited about it and they'll use that shit for free. And then like, there's people like, I feel like these music channels, they've like tried to figure out a way to like capitalize mm. on the business. Model, yeah. You got to like pay like model. Yeah. It's like, you could pay like money to like be one of 10 songs released on that channel a day that like, hopefully someone. It's like, more authentic though. Day. If it's like a vlogger, it's like, Exactly. I mean, both both of them have authenticity, but the vloggers have more authenticity. <laughs> exactly, and I, I feel like the kids who watch vloggers, they're so much more bought into what that mm -hmm. person is doing. Like, they want to be that person. So, like, they look at the music in the vlog as the music that their idol is listening to. So, like, when they hear anything, like, the amount of times that I've, like, read comments in YouTube comment sections that say what song is that what song is that you know what i mean yeah. like even when the song even when the song is in the description the link is available in the description some people are too lazy to look in there so they that's that's part of the grind too like for for you is to make yeah. sure you go to those videos and fucking oh, inform them bro it's unbelievable how much time i have spent sifting through hundreds of comments on yeah. my friends who are these bloggers videos and just looking for anybody that has commented what song is this and didn't find it so i can comment back to that i comment to every single person even exactly. people talking shit these aren't even my videos you know what i mean like i'm like it's so funny like i try to like engage with every person if someone's talking shit i'm saying like hopefully you know you find another song by mine that you know you like because i feel like mm -hmm. you know i really love i really love logic's mentality when, what he used to talk about like when in his earlier interviews where he'd be like you know my favorite song is somebody else's least favorite song and that exactly song dude. someone else's favorite song so like i really just try to make music like a little bit of i have songs that they could play in a club and girls could strip and dance and like you know like i have mm -hmm. those kind of songs and I also have songs I could play my grandma that would make her tear up. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. So I, re I really like, you know, just the versatility of, like, hip-hop and, like, not locking yourself into a box and just having, you know all these different sides it's pretty awesome i'm glad i'm glad you brought that logic perspective in there that logic in there <laughs> because uh yeah th that's I, a good way to I, think I, about it and i've always <laughs> thought about that th thought about it like that in some sort of way but that's like the most simple way to explain it <laughs> yeah honestly though it's like like i don't know as like a as like a technology dork that started making rap yeah <laughs> in high school when kids are just nasty and I'm like a white kid who like is pretty clean cut who you know I didn't come from any crazy struggle I've had my hardships in my life but yeah. like my family life wasn't really one of them you know what I mean hell yeah and so like 
it's just it's interesting to me like that like when these kids would just like lash out at me i don't even know how i was like able to just not let it affect me but i i really feel like it was because of hearing things like logic saying that you know, I remember I follow I followed Logic when he, I hate being one of these people. I need to stop myself. One of those people that's like I followed so and so before they were famous. No, Man, I, I feel you. Follow, you know, like that shit annoys me. And I Dude, I'm gonna be. I, what's cool about that, like saying that, is I feel like in a year from now I'm gonna be able to say that about a handful of people. Oh yeah, you you are a hundred percent on track with that, dude. I've never seen like someone in the hip hop podcast game that's like reaching out to this many people and having like enough people, you know, like with content pushing back. Like it's probably so time consuming. Trying, like even just finding new artists to listen to is time consuming. So yeah, for sure. You like you know some people think they're bigger than they are, and some people like you know. I don't know. It's just probably really interesting the variety of experiences you probably had. I had a, a speaking of like getting songs on YouTubers. I actually had an artist on my show, Jake Hill. He got his song on the biggest YouTubers channel, PewDiePie's. Like at the end of it, he got oh, he got PewDiePie God. to play his song at the end of the fucking shit like multiple times over the last year. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's huge. That is, and it was exciting, dude. Like, he actually, like, the first few times, it was just a connection through a connection, but he said he was finally able to get a hold of Felix, which is PewDiePie's name. Uh, like, yeah. he, he was able to get a hold of him, like, personally. So he's, like, he's doing big things. Like, he had his first show. It was, like, sold out. And, like, he's 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 he's, he's doing some amazing shit. Like, I'm, I'm very, I'm, like, that's it's so crazy. Cool. I have a weird, like, attachment to every guest that's been on the show. Like, I, I just feel really proud of anyone that's doing something that's awesome. And it's just, I don't know what it is, but it's just, yeah. it's, it's weird that I I'm proud I, of these people. <laughs> but it's not, though. No, it makes it's sense. Not, it's not because, you know, you clearly believe in each one of your guests enough to bring them on the show and ask them some questions. So it's like... Like, you know, I think what I was mentioning earlier, those people who just walk around and say, like, I knew so-and-so before. Like, I think what you're, dealing, you're talking about is, like, way different because you actually created a dope piece of content with each one of these people. For sure. And had, like, a real con- in a real conversation where you're, like, you know, f- just bouncing off each other. Mm-hmm. And then, like, to see that to see that person just like stick to their guns and actually like achieve something yeah it's right like it's so it's, i i get fucking stoked when i see just friends doing that you know like people i know booking shows yeah. and doing this and like you know like i i was sitting with them when they were doubting themselves and telling me about this and then like now they actually overcame you know it's a dope feeling like I for love, sure i hate them i hate how for like so long i feel like people in hip-hop felt like you know, in order for me to win, you have to lose. Mm. And like, it's not that, like that anymore. I, that it's not like that anymore, and I love it. Like, it's yeah. so tight. Like, some it's people like the community. I feel like is so much better nowadays. And and like I like I follow Gary V like pretty closely, and he he said that like. Um, that's just the way business is going in general. Like everything is going that way because the the fucking internet and social media is exposing everyone. Anyone that 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 has something to hide or skeletons in their closet aren't going to be able to benefit off of the fucking revolution of that is social media. That is just exposing everybody and like that's crazy. It's pretty cool. I love I love I love that like I love that like example he gives about just building the biggest building in town. You know what I mean? Like. Like, 
you don't need to go into an area and tear down everyone else's buildings to build the biggest building in town. You just yeah. go into the town and build the fucking biggest building. And I just love that. I think that's tight. For like, sure. I, you know, it's, it's interesting to see. I'm, I'm like in a place right now where I'm like about to release this album. I haven't really picked the day yet. I haven't shot a cover for it. I've released a few of the songs off of it, mm-hmm. but, um, I'm excited. I think it's it's called Kiffum, which stands for Keep It Fucking Moving. Nice. And that was really that was just that was like an expression that that guy from Shiny Toy Guns that I was telling you about. His mm-hmm. name is Mikey Martin. That okay. was something that he would always say to me when I was really struggling at first. When I first like you know got off the stuff I was on. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was it was pretty tight. Like that concept, just keep it moving, and like you know. The amount of bad days you have versus, you know, in good days, like, none of that shit matters. You just, one day at a time, just keep moving forward. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's that's really the whole concept of this project. I've had a few more, you know, conceptual projects, but this is really just, like, a collection of okay. where I've been over the last year and a half or so. And, like, do you have any, like, uh, plans to, to, like, promote it when you when you drop it? Oh, absolutely. I've been, I've, I've built up the network of YouTubers that I send my content to. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, I, I probably have like a solid five to eight YouTubers that I know have my back and will put my stuff. And that's really that's like ninety. That's like ninety percent of my promotion right there. Then For like, sure. of course, I do all. I really like, you know, I've bought into what Gary said about like Facebook ads and that kind of mm-hmm. thing, and, that, and like. In, instagram ads and i've i've seen some success with that too like I bro know, i do that that yeah. remind that reminds me like re- i just posted like I- i've been experimenting with uh the 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 facebook ads for 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 the hasley podcast for like a month now and like the first like few ones i did it was like crazy expensive it was like some of them have been like a dollar. It was just like a bad, like a dollar fucking per CPM or whatever it was, or, or per yeah. or or per click. Just like a dollar, like two dollars. But then I was like, I got it down to like seventy five cents per click. But then I figured out this perfect ad. Like it was literally like like Gary said, it's the creative part that really brings the things in. Like I filled out this part like with this thing, and like I forgot what I said. I don't remember what it was. But like I, I made sure I, I u- utilized all the tools they had, and I got it down to like three cents per click, and I got like five hundred. Oh, damn! I was like, damn, that's what Gary was talking about. He had with Google AdSense back in the day, and I was like, how the fuck? I don't know what I just did, but and it's weird. You know what the weirdest part about it was? Like that was my best performing ad, but you know how like they'll give you a relevancy score from like one to ten. It had like yeah. a one or two relevancy score, even though it was super relevant. I just think the algorithm didn't really know what the fuck was going on yeah, or something. <laughs> I, I think that's exactly what it was, dude. That's, that's like, honestly, my favorite part about business is, like, and that's why I'm a marketing major is because I love mixing creativity with, like, selling shit. It's exciting, you know? dude, especially when that's you start so seeing exciting. it. <laughs> like, dude, that, that, that feeling you just described is, like, one of the most, like, adrenaline rush feeling yeah. ever where you, like, you figure it out and you get it from like a dollar a click to yeah. three cents a click and you're just like God I had to spend damn. like twenty five to fifty bucks just to figure that out, you know, like it, it's market yeah. research essentially. <laughs> but, 
Exactly, and it's like, that's that eating shit, you know what I mean? Like, that's putting in the work and, like, figuring that out. Like, I love that. It's exciting. I think that's that's what makes, like, the biggest difference is, like, if, if you're willing to just try different shit. Like, dude, mm-hmm. I made music. I made music for four to five years before I ever got a song to go past 5,000 plays. Mm. No, I think it was, like, 2,000 plays, honestly. That's interesting. I've been doing it for, like, eight years, and, like, the last two years, I haven't really been, like, messing with it that much. So I guess, like, the first five years, I I was in the same boat, like, you know, not barely able to fucking even get it past a certain point. But there's just so many many things I've learned over the past year or two. Like, I took the entire 2017, like, I quit making music in December 2016 to start YouTube. It was interesting, because you said you started out on YouTube. (laughs) And I, I, I was just... I started trying to do, I had this channel called Tonic Thoughts and it was just like a weekly video that I was like just trying to have thoughts and ideas that could help people out. And like one was about like the flow zone, one was about like uh, flow zone, that sounds like ozone, but uh, (laughs) it was about like flow and like all that stuff and uh, like it's actual psychological phenomena and like I was doing that and then like I started like towards the end of the year getting into to, to vlogs and I did like a, a daily vlog for 80 days you know like I got really discouraged yeah. I got discouraged because my viewership wasn't growing growing like at all like the only thing I was able to capitalize on remember that elf on the shelf meme yeah the very day that it happened I was like hold on I should make the day, today's vlog about that so like I'm good at photoshop so I was just like I made my own like I made like five of them you know like and then nice. I made a video and like I, I like I was like the first one on there for months like i'm still like i, I took yeah. it i took it down but it was like the top video and like it was it was my most grossing video not grossing but it had like the most views and uh yeah no that's awesome but i mean it was still small though like it wasn't big at all but like and it was just it, i realized you know it's, it's like gary like i'm gonna bring gary since we actually like unboxed it i'm gonna bring him up again <laughs> and like yeah. he said you just yeah. got to taste a bunch of different things and that's essentially what i was doing i guess and it's really odd, and I, I honestly think, like, I don't, I didn't watch your vlogs, I don't, you know how Gary's, like, if they're good, then it's, it'll succeed, and if they're not, then it won't, like, yeah. but, like, you know, and you can, and when you taste different things, you figure out what you're good at. I haven't watched your vlogs, so I don't know, but I know for a fact from listening to your podcast and the amount of podcasts I listen to, and they're, like, mostly top 100 podcasts, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, to to like hear your podcast i know for a fact you're good at this you have a good voice and you have good energy (laughs) and you build good rapport with the guests you know so it's like i honestly just stick with it because you're you're gonna like begin you're gonna get there like doing it and i'm i'm like super excited to see it and it's you know i i almost feel like i'm gonna be like i'm gonna be proud of you in like a year (laughs) yeah that's what's you know it's like I genuinely feel that way. So. And, and it's interesting, like, as you're doing it, you can feel that. Like, with the vlogs, the, like, the, I was still doing it because I'm just a dedicated kind of person. That's just my, my mentality. But, like, with this yeah. podcast, like, I started it in November, like, right when the vlog died. Like, the first three months weren't even what it Like, I've only been doing, like, the five interviews a week for the last two, two and a half months, two months, something like that. But, like, sure. the first three months, the, it, it morphed. It was, like, only a weekly podcast. It wasn't even doing music. And then I realized that I want to kind of put hip-hop into it so I was reaching out to artists to add their music into my like every like three minutes I had like another song play but then I realized you know like that was not what I wanted then I, I finally fell into this iteration like it's something it didn't just happen like out of nowhere like I had to like morph into what it yeah. is now 
I totally, totally believe that. And I'm sure it's, like, going to continue to morph, you know? Definitely. That's, that's what's really cool about it. Like, I'm sure you... You know, I heard you saying, like, you know, you wanted to upgrade the quality, like, in that previous podcast. I'm yeah. sure I've heard you say that, and I'm sure you do. You know, it's like, there's lots of different ways that it could grow in format and in quality and things like that. Definitely. So it's all, it's all gradual. And it's interesting, like, to hear you say that, because I think sometimes, like, people forget that things grow and get better over mm. time. Because, like, like I, I listen to so much shit, and, like, dude, I'm not going to lie, like, I have a few things that I know a lot of, like, I really like how podcasts go super, super niche into certain subjects, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And so, like, for me, like, I'm, like, <clears throat> I'm a nerd to the heart. I'm a 90s baby nerd, and I yeah. fucking love, you know, things like Pokemon and things like that, like, from, that are nostalgic to mm -hmm. me. And so, like, I listen to some Pokemon Go-related podcasts, which is kind of ridiculous. Nice. Like, no, that's be, awesome, dude. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd, be, you'd be blown away, like, how many there are and how niche they can. I would be. Yeah. I just, like, like, I just, like, sometimes I just, like, look, like, I'll be listening to these things and I'm just, like, this is a thing now. Like, people can literally sit here and talk about, like some random character in a Pokemon game from, like, 20 years ago for, like, an hour and, like, make <laughs> dope content around. You know, it's, like, it's so interesting. Ditto, dude. dude. But, <laughs> like, I've had a lot, I've had a lot of moments where, like, I, you know, like, when I get excited about a new platform or a new, you know, medium, like, I just get excited and yeah. I want to be a part of it in some way. Like, I, at some point, I definitely want to have a podcast at some point, but I just am trying to figure out what exactly mm -hmm. I, I would want it to be, you know? And I, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this, like, what I'd want it to be. And, like, what you just said was a really good reminder to me that, like, nothing really, nothing creative really turns out how it ends up mm -hmm. from the get-go, you know? Yeah, and dude, so, like, like when, when I started, it wasn't even a main priority. Like, it was just, like, a yeah. once-a-week thing. And, like, I actually, since I jumped off of vlogs, I wanted to make an... I called it an AUG. It was an audio vlog. It was <laughs> the stupidest thing. <laughs> I kind of... I, I appreciate the creativity. Yeah. Because I, I, I would record, like... But it was, like, a weekly AUG. So, like, uh, AUG. But... <laughs> It, like I would just record like like ten like a, a few minutes here, a few minutes here, and over there, and then like merge them together, and then like the transitions like it evolved like after the third episode, the transitions would be random songs I got off of SoundCloud, and like <laughs> oh wow, like it was it that's was like crazy. a radio that's, show that's vlog. <laughs> interesting, interesting. See, that's like that's super inspiring to me just to like hear how that changed around. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think I think that's I think like anybody who has any sort of desire to do something creative I think that's like a really good you know hot take for them because like it's that's just the truth of it you yeah. know like when I started rap when I started rapping it was my friend Nolan literally told me he like we were all outside and he was like known as the kid who was good at freestyling at my school like he had never recorded anything but everybody said he was around I, I had one of those yeah you know like you, you know how that goes <laughs> and so like I remember and he used to get off on the fact that he was so much more confident and better than like everyone at that mm -hmm. and I remember he used to like tell me he would like grill me like in front of everyone being like come on Bobby just freestyle with me like freestyle with me dude and I was like I don't fucking rap like I'm not freestyling what are you talking about I've never freestyled before 
And, like, it got to a point where, like, he was like, all right, well, look, if you're not going to freestyle with me, like, go home and write something and then, like, spit that tomorrow. Nice. I was like, all right. I was like, all right, for sure. So I went home and I just, like, wrote a verse about, like, me and my little f- group of friends and, like, us getting fucked up and, like, parties. You know, it was just, like, a very, like, on the surface, like, what, what we're doing kind of, like, little mm-hmm. verse. And I remember I rapped it for them and I was so nervous and they were just like, like, oh, like, this is fucking dope. And they just bigged me up super hard. I and bet. Like, I, like, I remember thinking about it, like, in that moment, I was like, okay, well, like, if this was my first time trying this and, like, they're, like, not shitting on me for it, like, imagine if, imagine how much better I could get if I just did this every day for one month. Oh, for sure. Like, I literally just thought about it. I was like, I'm just going to work on this every day for one month and see how much better I get. And, like, by the time that month had passed, I had done, like, 15 songs. I was, like, completely oh, obsessed. Like, shit. No stop. <laughs> I <laughs> bet. Know? And it's, like, so it's it's funny to just see how, like, a peer pressure. That's all it takes is just, like, your yeah. first moment. Like, if you have support around it, that's literally all it takes. Like, I've, I've actually had a guest on here, like, with almost – like the exact same story as that like he said he'd like his first time doing it and people just hyped him up and you know, like he was like oh shit man maybe i should start doing this more oh <laughs> uh, yeah and like i remember like like this was my senior year of high school that i started rapping and i remember all of my high school i was looked at as the kid who would make youtube videos about apple products yeah like i was not i was not cool like not yeah. cool. i was like <laughs> I was I was hands down the coolest of the nerds, but I was not cool. You were like the king all. of the nerds. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly like felt like that, like most of my high school. But then like my senior year, I remember how girls started treating me a little bit differently. Even though I wasn't good at rapping, I was just like not being like a full-fledged nerd. Yeah. I, was in, I, was just, I was still being myself, but I was just being myself in a more like, People vibe with that, though. Like, that's... Yeah. That's just... I mean, that that kind of, like, genuineness is what people are attracted to. And it's like, people try to co- cover themselves or, like, put on a shell, you know, of all this stuff. And it's just, like, if you're trying to grow in any kind of sense, like, like a brand or whatever, that's just going to stifle you. Exactly, dude. And, like, I genuinely believe that people have, like, a like a nose for that authenticity like oh on a yeah ridiculous level ridiculous level because like you'd be surprised dude like if, if you if someone told you that a rapper was like loved for fucking admitting that they're obsessed with pokemon and that they went to rehab you know like that like sums me like just like that sentence right there is just like yeah the juxtaposition of who i am like i'm like a nerd to the fullest but i'm also the kind of like person that hung out with the party crowd that like did enough not so good stuff to end himself up in rehab yeah <laughs> so you know it's like you know and like the fact that i own that and i don't try to hide from mm-hmm. it and i talk about what i've learned from it and i talk about what I enjoy and what I do and like just who I am like I when I once I just started really owning the like good and the bad about myself and just the weird like that's when people started actually giving a shit about what I was doing for sure 
Like I, when, I, when I'm recording, like I, like I said, I've always recorded by myself. So it's easy to just let myself be with be by myself in front of the mic. And that's actually an interesting phenomenon with uh, YouTubers too, or at least it was, it might still be. But like uh, YouTubers, a lot of the times, like when, when people would see them in public, they would be shy and all this stuff, but they were really outgoing on the camera. <laughs> it's interesting. It's super interesting. I, I definitely think about that a lot too, because it's like, you know, I, I've i been a YouTuber looking at the camera, talking to the camera. Hey, what's up, YouTube? It's about, you know, like I have my YouTuber voice. Yeah, like yeah, I'm me also. too. <laughs> and then, and it's interesting because like when I'm talking to you right now, I was really afraid, honestly, doing this podcast that I was going to talk in my YouTuber voice. Nice. And like, it's, 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 it's interesting how this, this format of like, you know, media, like it makes it easier to just be yourself. And like, also mm -hmm. I think that a lot, a lot has to do with your interviewing like abilities too. Like, For sure. have, like a very, you know, easy to talk to personality. And like, I think that that is another big part of why, you know what I see you doing growing so much you know what's crazy like growing up like in high school and stuff like I never felt like I had that but I've had multiple like even friends like it was it was odd to me when they said that I have an outgoing personality I was like what <laughs> like it's, yeah, it's yeah. weird like from the inside it doesn't feel like that <laughs> it's interesting it's interesting how like certain people can like really click with certain forms of expression you know For what sure. I mean like I'm sure you've talked to some rappers that said, uh, say a hundred times more in their music than they do in their rap interviews and advice, you know, like Dude, I've I had an interview. I'm not going to say who, but like they really forced me to fucking make the conversation happen. And it was interesting because yeah. they're the ones that wanted the interview. <laughs> Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Like not that they forced me, but it was like I was like burning through my <laughs> questions and I was just like, Man, I'm 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 trying here. I'm, I feel like I was yeah. flailing. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know, that is an interesting thing. But you know, people grow I don't it's it's I think like a big part too of why you know, you and I have had like what I feel like has been a really good conversation. Yeah, be, be, I don't mean to cut you off, but but also I wanted to say like, hopefully you don't forget what you're saying. But like, I've literally like I have a whole list of questions and I haven't had a look at them at all this whole conversation. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Bro, that's. I I think that that's like the best kind of interview is like just it you know like when you're listening to someone and then like going off of what they're saying as opposed mm -hmm. to just like. A list of questions that are like almost like sometimes I feel like when someone just kind of disregards uh, an answer from someone in an interview and just goes to the next question, it almost feels like that the interviewer doesn't care about. Oh, like, for sure, and I, I'm probably guilty yeah. of that. Like, but like it's not intentional. Yeah. Like sometimes you're just yeah. like you're tr like it's it's my duty to make sure the the converse, the podcast is interesting, and so sometimes exactly. I feel like, and I you know I'm still new at it too. Like, but like. Uh, I feel like sometimes I feel like I just have to keep it going and I'm thinking of the next question and before like without like listening to what they're saying and that's it's like, like <laughs> that's not a good thing to do. Hey, I mean, it, I'm sure like the art of doing an interview gracefully is like, you know, just as difficult as any other talent, you know, and so to... <clears throat> to see, I mean, I honestly think you're doing a great job of it, but like, I'm sure you've had your moments where you like, you know, miss out on certain things, and I just think that mm, that's definitely. all part of the growth, you know. Like, if you hadn't had those experiences, you wouldn't have gotten better. From oh, them, definitely. So. One of my you interviews, know, I, mean, I was just super excited about, and like, 
I was cutting the person off so much just because I was like really excited. And I think they got that too. And uh, I was just cutting him off. Like I was cutting him off at points that like it was like kind of cringy. But <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting because there's like from a, like a year and a half ago, Gary V. I'm going to keep bringing him up on this episode because we have unboxed yeah, it. No. <laughs> he had, he had an interview with Casey Neistat. And you know, every, if you're a YouTuber, yeah. so you yeah. know who Casey Neistat is. <laughs> Absolutely. So like I'm he, sure he I've seen the interview. You've seen that one and like it was kind of cringy. It actually like it was the only interview I didn't like really Gary at all. Like I mean I I liked him but it, like it was it was like he was just kept like cutting him off and he, you could just tell he was just super excited. But it looked like he done like if what it felt like is that he just sniffed a bunch of coke. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, like Gary has that vibe sometimes. I think like, I do too, and that's one of the reasons I really relate to him because I really don't like yeah. like that. Like, I mean, I I mean, not that I don't like that, but I don't like it when people fucking just assume that just because I have a lot of energy and it's just yeah, it's it's something Trust like me, it's like, a personal problem I have to get over. And like following Gary kind of I think really helps put it into uh, perspective. Yeah, I mean, like honestly, at the end of the day, like whatever the truth is prevails so mm -hmm. like that's why Gary I'm, I'm pretty sure Gary said something to that effect he's like it All doesn't really fucking bother him because like he knows and everybody that knows him knows that he's never done a drug in his life you know yeah. so like you know I'm sure the case I'm sure like people know you for who you are that like know you know you and well that's like, the problem is that, like growing up i grew up in like bad areas and i did do drugs uh, before <laughs> fair enough hey man i'm 100 percent in that boat but it's interesting <laughs> i was so exposed like i was exposed to like hardcore drugs like at 13 and 14 and i think it might have been a good thing because by the time i like was 18 and fucking grown up like i had like a disposition against those drugs and like like, I was just able to see, and it was so fucked up, because when I was 13 and 14, there was, like, 18-year-olds and fucking 19 and 20-year-olds doing drugs with the 13-year-old. It was just like, what's wrong with those people? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, like, that's mind-blowing to me. Like, I, when I was in rehab, like, I would hear stories about kids telling me that they, like, did meth for the first time at 12, and I'm just like, what? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I ended up around, like, a like I had some really close friends that started hanging out with some really bad people and I was in a bad spot in my life at mm -hmm. the time. So, and I, so I gradually got to a point, you know, like I started taking pills and then I started smoking stuff off foil and, you know, it just, it just was not. Is that, is that, right is that fitting No, I was more, of, you know, some, some Ronald, some Ron, but <laughs> Yeah, we don't got to get into anyway. details. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, don't want, I don't want it to be about this. But, yeah. Um, long, long story short, like, I think it's a real advantage to, like, for people that are, like, exposed to that mm -hmm. stuff. It's either a really good thing or a really bad thing. And, like, it sounds like for you, it built up that, like, disposition against that type of stuff. For me, I was never exposed to it at all until I was, like, 19. Oh, damn. Almost 20. You know so, what's like, interesting? That's when I... The, the the song the song that I I'm talking about like releasing and I'm building like my first uh, single release it's called I am addicted and it's all about like there's three verses and like they're so dope like I'll spit one of of the last I'll I'll spit the first part of the third verse like right here if if, you, yeah. if you're down <laughs> all right it goes uh I suppose I'm predisposed. Watch my dad's body decompose with them needle holes. Watch it take control of his feeble soul, and his fate was sown with the lethal dose. <laughs> Damn. My but my dad died from Damn, heroin dude. in Colorado. Holy <laughs> shit! 
Holy shit. Yeah, no, like, honestly, dude, that's, like, super deep. I mean, I am, like, whenever you get that song recorded, I'd love for you to shoot it to me. I'd Definitely. Like, you know, tell I'm, you what I think. I'm going to have to pause this for a second because most of my, my interviews don't last an hour, and I record everything through my iPhone on GarageBand iOS, and once but yeah, we're back on, so uh, I don't. I, I think I just hit stop without even thinking about when I stopped, so hopefully that flows together pretty right. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure they'll, they'll understand. Yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, what, what we were just, like, I think a big part of the reason that, like, I listen to so much podcasts is just because of, like, the convenience of it on my commute, you know? Mm -hmm. I think that's, like, one, one of the best things about it. It's just, like, like what people are listening to and what people are consuming hasn't changed at all. It's just how it's being consumed that's changing. Oh, yeah. And I think, like, podcasts are the new radio shows, in my opinion. And they're, like, like they're, like, it's literally like YouTube was back in 2008, basically, when you started. It's, like, like maybe even, like, 2007. Like, maybe 2010, sure. though. I'm not exactly sure where it's. It's probably more like a 2008 or 10, like, YouTube. No, like. It, was before, it was before my time, and I started in 2008. So, like... I, this is like 2007, six YouTube. Yeah, like in like YouTube it, years. It like, and it's so interesting. It's interesting because it started I, before YouTube. Exactly. That's the funniest part. It's like I remember listening to the Dig Nation podcast in like 2007. Yeah. Like I knew what pod, I knew what podcasts were like fucking forever ago, and like mm -hmm. all of a sudden now they're like the hottest thing. It's in the funny world. how things work, dude. It it really is. It really it's the market is. that decides uh, it. But yeah, I guess yeah. Uh, my, my first question, we could we could start either with how you record, but actually I want to get this question out of the way, which is what do you think like your biggest failure was when it came to, to, to the music stuff? Like where did you fuck up the most? That that held sure, you back think, the most? I I think like my greatest failure was also something that kind of saved me at the same time and which was me just not not pressing forward and keeping content rolling out after I got that huge wave of attention. Well, that's interesting. That was like, that was like for sure. Cause like on the one hand I'm getting a wave of attention. So that's a positive. And then like, on the other hand, I got my life together at the same time, which is more important. So like that was, <laughs> yeah. Which is cause like, if I hadn't handled that, like I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't even be talking to you right now. You know, right? I was going down a really, really dark path. So, like, just the fact that I'm here now, you know, like, my greatest failure of not pushing the brake, you know, not pumping forward, like, at that moment, right now it feels like a failure, but I have, like, a really strong feeling that, like, you know, a year, two years from mm -hmm. now, because I, because I got my life together and put the brakes on my career for, like, a few months, because I did that, I think it's going to turn into something bigger and better. Yeah, for sure. Down the road. So, so that's actually, I don't think that's a failure at all. Like, I think that's a win for you. And, like, it's interesting because a, a lot of failures can potentially be the, the, the like, the best things and because the, the, they teach you the most. But I don't even think exactly. that falls into the category of failure. Like, I think a failure would be something else because I think you did the right thing. Like, sure. I, I guess I, that really means a lot to hear you say that because, like, a lot of times it's really hard for me to feel that way. I bet. Because... Because, you know, when you see, like, dude, like, as a musician, I'm sure you could probably, like, relate to this. It, it just relate to this feeling of, like, 
if you have seen him, like I've watched one of my song, I've watched my SoundCloud page get like over half a million plays in like a month, which for me was like unbelievable, like that rate of like, oh, people yeah. listening to my stuff. And then like I don't post for a few months, and then that's all the way down from half a million plays in a month. It's down to like fifty thousand plays in a month. It's oh, like yeah. unbelievable, and that's just like that's just residual interest in like stuff that I've put out. So it's like it's all about know, perspective, man, because that can really bring you down. But really, if you think about it, it's like wow, I could be getting lot. like a hundred views on each song, or you know, like exactly, <laughs> exactly. So that's why that's why I really appreciate you saying that because like I, I definitely do understand that, and I do believe in my heart that I did make the right choice, and that this will be a win for me. And it is a win for me, I feel like. But, like, you know, it's hard not to get down in the dumps. That's what I was talking about mm -hmm. earlier when I was saying that the the business aspect of it being my own personal art. Especially when you're like, struggling and growing it at the moment. Like, in the moment, like, oh, yeah. that can really Dude, get I to never, you. I had never made music sober before. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, that, that alone was a huge fucking thing mm -hmm. i think um i'm trying to i'm trying to think of one other thing that maybe is more of a failure so this this i think you'll probably consider more of a failure and that would be burning bridges with really important people i shouldn't have burned a bridge with oh, okay that was, I, I i'd like to blame that like mostly on just where my headspace was mm -hmm. at that time in my life because that was right before i went to rehab but basically, long story short, there's a venue in the Bay Area that has, like, all the biggest, not biggest, biggest, but, like, medium-sized rap shows at, yeah. like, 1,000 to 3,000 people shows. I think um, we have we have one like that. It's not that big, but it does have artists like Riff Raff and people like that come through. Yeah. That's crazy you said that Riff Raff was actually the first person I ever opened for. Oh, um, shit, son! Which <laughs> is funny that you said that, but, like, anyway, this one venue in the Bay Area, I played with, like, you know, Bay Area legends that I loved, like, fucking Andre Nicotina to, like, nice. Waka Flocka to, like, you know, just, like, a bunch of people that I really was... Is Waka the Bay, from the Bay? No, he's not. Okay. But, um, he, that's just where that's just where artists usually go when they swing by that part of the Bay Area. Oh, I feel what you're saying. That. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So you know, I I played with a lot of artists that I loved at this venue. They put me on in the Bay, essentially. And they like gave me like you know a lot of shows that like I felt like I didn't really deserve at the time, and they believed in me a lot. And like I remember, like towards the end of it, I had one show, and it was like scheduled for right around the time that I left for rehab but it wasn't quite when I left but like I knew I was going to be leaving like a week after or so mm -hmm. and like dude I honestly, I honestly was in such a bad headspace that I just fucking and I hadn't sold enough tickets to the show too at the time because I hadn't been promoting it and I was mm -hmm. going to owe them money and like it was just this whole thing I literally just like ghosted them and did not show up oh damn like Dude, like, I cannot tell you. I've, like, reached out to him since and apologized and explained to him where my head was at that time. But, like, just, like, imagine booking a kid as an opener and then he just talking to you the whole month saying, like, yeah, I'm excited, and then fucking yeah. doesn't show up, doesn't, you know, like, yeah. just fucking... That, that is pretty I, fucking shitty. <laughs> yeah, so that, you know, screwed me over to where, like, it's going to be pretty difficult for me to perform at that venue. Mm. I think I think if you're optimistic about it though, like 
it's weird how what optimism can do you know like uh, I'm, I'm the biggest like advocate for that dude like I don't know like I, I feel like optimism has carried me through every hardship thing sure. that I've dealt with and like one thing that I I think that you and I really relate on is like the passion and like I don't know I, I, I'm sure you haven't like dived super deep into my music and whatnot which is fine not like, yet but like one yeah which is totally cool I think that keeps the interviews more like a conversation sometimes too it, it, anyway, it, it does keep it like that and it's also like almost impossible for me to fu- like if, if like, yeah how if, could you do that yeah. five people a week like that's crazy but anyway I, like I don't even I don't even know I'd like yeah it's it's just like most people don't even know yeah. there's that many kind of rappers out there you know <laughs> yeah and I think I think you're doing a really good job of like having some people that actually have a name and then having people that don't yet I think For it's sure. a really nice blend from what I've seen but um anyway that's it's, it's taking time yeah that. yeah basically like the whole message and everything that I portray with my music um, boils down to the acronym P-O-E-T, which is POET. And I, for me, that stands for passion over everything. Nice. Uh, usually, there, one of my first know, guests uh, on here, he, he, he goes by Jet Bailey, and he, he actually has a similar mantra. It's a uh, it's, uh, fucking follow your passions and not the distractions. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, so, yeah it's, a very sim- it's a very similar thing. Did you it's coin that? over everything. Yeah, I made that up. The, what, I, I, if you notice, I just started, like, on Saturday, uh, started releasing quote picks. That's definitely going to be on your really? quote pick. <laughs> hey, please do. Yeah, Pat, hey, here's a hot take for you. This is the meaning of passion over everything. Basically, my goal is to show people that if you put your passion over everything else and you chase what you love more than anything, there's absolutely nothing that you can't achieve. And I'm just trying to be a living example of that mm-hmm. to try to inspire people to do the same thing. That's what's up, dude. And like, you know, I started I started saying that in these vlogs that I was in after a freestyle with, for these guys. And I just have such an insane response of just kids like gravitating to that. Like, for sure. that, you know how like logic, lo- you know how logic's like peace, love, and positivity. Yeah. And like people just people fuck with. It's logic interesting. Logic the things that might seem corny, people gravitate the most to. <laughs> especially, especially if that's something you truly believe. And like mm-hmm. for me, like you know, for me, I've been batshit passionate since the day I first could remember anything it's just been different passions yeah like you know all of those passions have led me the way one of my first passions was Dragon Ball Z believe it or not (laughs) oh dude mine mine you know mine of my first ever was Pokemon and then nice well yeah Pokemon actually before Dragon Ball Z dude like I have a fucking Pokemon tattoo on my leg nice Dude, Dragon Ball Z is actually what got me into art. Like, I literally started drawing, and like, I got really good at drawing. Like, I graduated like the top art kid in my in my class. (laughs) That's just that's so funny that you say that because like, I legitimately like if you go into my dad's office at his work, it's just covered in like photos that I drew as a little kid of like Pokemon or Nice cards and shit like that. It's so funny, like. Just how creative people like just like express themselves mm-hmm. at that young age is pretty funny. Well, I, I guess uh, yeah, let, let's get on to uh, the next question, which is uh, I guess how you record. Like I'm, I'm interested in how you get your sound. It's interesting 
that's an interesting question because it's honestly like changing pretty, you know, consistently. So, mm-hmm. you know, first time I ever recorded was me leaning over it and speaking into the built-in microphone on a Mac in oh. the garage band. Over, you know, like that was the first thing I ever recorded, like that first month that I was telling you about. Okay. Like, you know, that uh, that eventually grew to like me getting a blue Yeti microphone and just teaching myself how to like edit in um, in uh, Logic and whatnot. Yeah. Then I eventually got then I eventually got hired at Apple and got trained in how to use Logic. Oh, they trained you in that? Then, what the fuck? Yeah, because, yeah. Which what did they hire you for? Actually, I'm I'm curious about that. Yeah, they actually they hired me as a retail salesman. Okay, but. Something, something they used to do at the Apple stores where they would do those free workshops where like you could come in and sit down and they would be teaching about iMovie today or they'd be teaching about... Wow, I didn't know that. Like we have a couple out so Apple they, stores out here, but I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah they, I don't know if they still do it because I haven't worked there for a little bit and I know they've changed a lot, but they used to do that and one of them that they would do was on Logic and so I, being a budding musician at the time wanting to learn how mm-hmm. to record myself... I asked them, I was like, hey, I'd love to teach the Logic workshops, but, like, I need to be trained in it. And they're like, oh, perfect, we'll give you a free copy of Logic and a free copy of Final Cut, and we'll train you in both of them. I was like, bet, sounds good to me. Right? Dude, Logic's not cheap, is it? How much does Logic cost? At that time, it was, like, $300. Yeah. That's about how much any other dog costs, anywhere from, like, $300 to $600. Yeah, so... You know, I, I got really lucky with that. And I also, I just watched a shitload of tutorials on mm. YouTube on how to do different things. And so then I went and I bought a Bluebird microphone, which was, like, much better than the Yeti Pro that I had. Yeah. And so I started recording all this stuff for myself. And I eventually, you know, through... I don't even remember how this connection happened. I think it was through some other artists in the Bay Area that I met, but I ended up going to this studio with this guy to because he wanted me to feature on one of his songs. And I go to the studio, I meet all the guys who work at the studio, I clicked with them, we like recorded for like eight hours, like just smoking and drinking and like making music. It was like one of the best days ever, but I locked in with all these dudes. Hell and yeah. then like I had just finished I just finished recording a project myself. But then, like, when I heard the quality difference of, like, the recording in that studio, it was just like, okay, like, this has to be the way from now on. See, that's what I'm so hoping to get out of, like, my yeah. first experience, like, when I'm recording the song that I'm ta- I was talking about. Like, I'm hoping to, like, sure. see a big difference. Like, but I've spent a lot of time and effort and even a little bit of money of learning all the stuff that I knew, like, that I know, but yeah. I just don't use anymore. But, like, I don't want to even have to focus on that. I just want to focus on the art. I think that's that's a big like that's a really important piece because like it, it's it's pretty hard to like try to like learn everything and be good at everything you know For what sure. i mean like i think i think like you know i had one engineer who i really clicked with who i was really polite with that we bonded and like he was a really cool dude he lives in la now so i'm actually about to start working with him again but um yeah he recorded me showed me what was possible and I just stuck with that, and you know, I recorded there consistently. The whole last, my whole last album that I put out, which is like, which is the one that got me that shift in attention mm-hmm. or whatever. Are you on Spotify? Was, I am. Good. Hell yeah. The, one of, yeah, like my most played, my most viewed 
song right now is on Spotify for sure. Like Definitely. that's like the most. It's pretty crazy how like how much more attention you get on Spotify than other platforms. No, it is, and I I, I I was just thinking of that at the same time you were like, fucking that that one guy, uh, the Jake Hill guy, who had his, his music on on PewDiePie's uh, channel, like, he has 100,000 subscribers, but, like, his, his, his Spotify just, like, literally hit, like, 300,000 monthly listeners, like, it's blowing up right now, like, it's interesting, like, and we, we talked a little bit about, like, like, why that is, and, like, I think it's just because, you know, it's, it's music oriented like that, but it's also, there's not all these barriers that you have to go through. There's no friction. It's just, it goes right into, like, you're either listening to it because it's on a playlist or you're, you're just, it's, there is no like video awesome. what's that they've, yeah they've really figured out like their algorithm for you know finding new artists and oh the discover weekly algorithm is my favorite i can't wait to like I, I, i'm gonna make a whole blog post about it dude i'm so like i love it like I, there's already another blog post that does more justice to it justice to it than i can <coughs> but i still want to make my own creative piece of content like maybe something sure. different about it See, I haven't seen that other person's blog post, but I'm gonna stay stay up to date on yours. So like, it's gonna exactly, be, yeah. yeah. That's 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 why that's like the key to it. You mm-hmm. know, for sure. And it's like, funny too. Oh, go ahead. I I'd like I'd really like to like hear your take on it and learn more about it because the same way that you were saying you're not much of a podcast consumer, I'm really not a Spotify user. I don't even listen to too much music. Like I listen to music and I love music more than anything, but like I don't really spend hmm. huge amounts of time trying to find new music. You know, there's like artists that I listen to a lot. Yeah. And that bubble that bubble expands and shrinks obviously over time but like right you know like for example right now i pretty much don't listen to anything else other than young pinch which is ridiculous nice but like i fucking i love young pinch it's so crazy because i heard like a couple the only reason i heard of young pinch and like you know it's interesting is i never really was a person to like look like i've always like studied music hardcore for the past like four yeah. four years like i just have because it's it's what i wanted to do so i made it a point to like study 80s music study this music but like i never really yeah. dove deep into like the underground scene until i started doing this podcast and i'm so thankful that i did because i didn't even know young pinch only reason i do is because i started doing the podcast <laughs> Yep, exactly, and I think I think that's the really like awesome thing about what you're doing. Like you've put yourself in a position where you forced yourself to learn new stuff every single day, and I think that's like the most amazing thing a person could do. For know? sure, and do it in a public, do it in the public eye too, and have it be followable by people. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's so dope, and I think that's something that's so interesting to people. Is it, that like it, you know just watching a person's journey from like. For lack of a better word, I'm not saying you were nothing, but like from nothing to something, people are obsessed with watching that growth. It is, and it's interesting, like, like being the creator though, like, and I'm sure you have the same experiences though, like, like weekly for me at least, I go through parts where I I want to give up, you know, like I want to quit, like oh, it's, yeah. it's it's weird how discouraged I can get, but still like this is like the one thing that I've done that has re like. Like that has gotten so much praise by like even my peers, you know, like I've, I've done lots yeah. of different things, but I haven't had like I've had like six or seven different peers that I've known since like high school reach out to me saying that I was doing a good thing. And like I've done so many other things before this and none of them had that kind of That's response. Right. To it. That, dude, <laughs> I wish you could see the goosebumps on my arm right now. Like that is so dope. Yeah, exactly. So dope. That's what's up. That's like. 
Bro, that's like the same. I can't think of anything in my life that like I can relate to that other than like, you know, having someone who like I've written about this in songs. It's such a significant moment to me. Yeah. Like, you know, kids that I went to high school with that fucking ripped me apart for like music, for wanting to be a rapper and like shit like that. These kids would tormented me having one of them hit me up and be like hey like can i get two tickets to your shwayze your show opening for shwayze you know shit like yeah like (laughs) when when i'll get those messages dude like i just sit there i'm just like god damn like you like and and, like they don't even want to admit that they fuck with me now but they like have they like hit me up for the ticket just so Mm. that i know but like they don't want to like i don't know just certain people that like i was positive i'd never convince and that i really didn't care to try to convince to see them like convinced now is like one of the better feelings. Like, and like, I it bet is, you that's yeah. a dope. You've, you've had that experience too, you know? And like, yeah, and this was, this, it wasn't kids that I was like, this actual like friends and stuff, but like, you know what? Sure, but that, yeah. But, yeah, but I get what you're saying. Like, it's just like, I just didn't expect like random messages. Like, it's like, where, where was these random messages when I was doing this thing? <laughs> 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 I thought That's that thing was funny. just as passionate as this. Dude, I've started like like you know how like how much I love business? Like I've started multiple things. Like one other thing that I did that got mu- as much praise as this was a burger delivery service that I started out here in Kansas City, which at the time it was before these rideshare companies like Grubhub and DoorDash. Like this, this yeah. was 2012, like before fucking even Uber. <laughs> and like That's crazy. I I started this burger delivery service like based like everything I got out of it was from fucking Sam's Club. Like, you know, like, <laughs> and like, I was just buying shit in bulk and I was like delivering things on my moped. And like, it was what, like, it was just super awesome. But I, I started, like, I started this thing called the Can Man where I decided I was going to like have a whole recycling movement and pick, and like, pick up people's cans from their houses as they collected them through the week. I don't know. It was like a weird, weird time in my life, I guess. But <laughs> like, yeah. It lasted like three months and like, you know, like it just died out and like there was that and like there's just so many other business ventures that I've I've tried to start like it's it's in my blood like <laughs> like like you were saying at the beginning I, of the conversation. <laughs> I, I can't I can't tell you how much I hear it in you like it's so tight. I have a I have a I have a friend that um, I have a friend that I, you know, through rapping, he's actually so He's a he's a rapper from LA. Have you heard of Rollin? Like, I'm got him on the internet. What the fuck? Hold on. I was just messaging him earlier, and I'm literally talking to his fucking manager, and we're scheduling a fucking interview right now. <laughs> oh my god. I was literally I was literally gonna just tell you like I need to put you in touch with Rollin because like you you and him are like. One and the same, like your mentality is like you're gonna really click with this dude. Like literally, the last thing I messaged him, like, cause I he he said something, hit up this guy, he handles my my schedule. But for some reason, like it was it was like a day or two after I seen it, like his response, and then I I replied with it, blah blah blah. When would you like to set it up? For some reason, I just overlooked him saying that, and he was like, blah blah, blah, and he explained like this guy, and I was like, oh oh shit, my bad, sorry. And I was like, dude, I can't wait until I needed an assistant to to book my schedule. Yeah, I didn't I didn't even know he was on that level like i'm not gonna lie i didn't know he had anyone booking his schedule yeah (laughs) that's pretty pretty tight like shout out to roland he's stepping up and i guess every i guess you get an assistant as soon as you get that verified check you know yeah (laughs) yeah for sure verified check instagram sends you an assistant to help yeah (laughs) 
it was actually funny how excited I was when you said that. Like, I don't even know why I was so excited, but it, 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 honest, I'm I'm like I'm excited too because he's the kind of person that could get you in touch with Gary V. I'm pretty sure. Wow, Gary V. Gary V. Fucks with him hard, and like he's like really. He's like, yeah, no, like Gary V. Supports the shit out of him and puts his music no and way. his vlogs and shit. You've probably heard. You probably. I heard bet I have. Music in Gary's vlog. One of my like, first guests actually on the show was was uh, someone that I was I uh, reached out to because his music was on Gary V's. It was Jay Polished. Nice. Yeah. See, like with with Roland, like you know, he's his relationship with Gary. From what I understand, it's like. It's not like they're like best friends or anything. So like, and a lot of like, I feel like I'm best friends with Gary. Yeah, exactly. He has that kind of. (laughs) I just feel. I feel like Roland is like when you interview with him, like he's gonna see that you have that same DNA that he has that Gary has, and like I don't know if like I I just know that like it's like one degree of separation from Gary. You know what I'm saying? Like, Roland... Did you hear what Gifted Gab was saying? She was like... In, in like, they say it's like six degrees of separation, but in, like, the music industry, it's really, like, two degrees? Yeah, exactly. Like, (laughs) it's crazy to the degrees. Like, I am no one right now, but, like, just the one-person-away relationships, like, all Mm -hmm. around me is just, like... Mind-blowing. It's you know actually I mean? mind-blowing like, that, that I've been able to build that kind of for myself just in the last two months. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I, you, it's. I'm sure you have because, like, there's you know you've interviewed so many people that all have met so many people. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy, like the, how the networking thing works in this world. For sure. But bro, I, I don't mean to like cut this off, but it is getting oh, really no. long and it's gonna take forever to edit. Like that's my only concern. Hey. <laughs> hey, I hear you, I hear you. If you need to chop it down, I won't take a person off, you know? Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, let's, we'll, we'll stay in touch, definitely. And I do plan on uh, reaching back to artists to see their progress in like six months to a year from their initial interview. Uh, would you be interested in that? I would love to do that, man. Like, I'm excited to watch your growth, too, over this time. And I'll be a frequent listener, and I'm honored to be a part of it. Well, hell yeah, man. Well, it was, it was, I was appreciate you taking the time, and this was a really fun conversation. Literally, it, it, it's literally longer than any of my other conversations. But on a side note, oh, shit. it's like, it's 40 minutes, it's probably 40 minutes longer than any of my other conversations. <laughs> oh, damn. Hey, yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm glad. I feel like, I feel like I set, like, a personal, or like, a record. You know how, like, you watch Hot Ones, right? Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Who was the one that tried yeah, to put so the like, biggest record? I just seen that one. It was a new, or was uh, it a new one? Did it. No, someone just did it. Wait, yeah. Jack Shepard? No, no, it was Philip DeFranco. Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah, Philip was like, I seen this. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I got to so set that's, the... That's how, I, that's how I feel about the podcast. You know? <laughs> that's so, what's like, up, right dude. now... Right now, if I'm if I'm the longest podcast, I will gladly hold that that crown. You know? <laughs> and you know what's interesting? You you you're the longest podcast. Just after I realized that I should probably try to keep them under thirty minutes so that I can edit them more efficiently. <laughs> and like I literally just had that thought like a couple days ago, and here I go making the longest episode. <laughs> hey man, I'm I'm telling you, I know there's a lot of people out there that love listening to long podcasts. For so sure. If anyone if anyone makes it to this point, you can follow me on everything at Bobby Machiavelli. That's B O B B Y M A C A V E L L I.
And I will be yeah. linking that in the description. So if you didn't get it there, get it there. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. I'm very honored to be on. And yeah, I'm excited to work with you in the future. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely. And like I said, I want to start doing like more more collaborations with artists. But I also like I have so many visions and it's 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 a tree. Like it's literally it has to grow slowly. And I'm just adding more elements like I just started adding the quote picks. But like a couple things that I want to do is doing a weekly collab with with an artist that was on the show but that that's just one thing i want to do but like i want to do like a monthly like cypher like between like maybe like five of the artists or, or ten of the artists whoever however many want to be involved of that month but like it's the same beat but they record themselves like a video so like a video of their that. of their home city you know like and we just like they, they take their part and like they make sure just yeah. if, if they make sure they're on beat then we can just like slow we can make it ease together i fucking love that shit dude i love the creativity you're pumping out man like you definitely keep me in mind for anything like that i'm always down so hell yeah dude yeah just just let me know. And, and I, I loved your, your, your support. Like, I totally, truly appreciate that. Because like I said, like, on a weekly basis, I, I, I fucking have these feelings where I just want to give up. <laughs> hey, dude, I, I literally, I felt the same way in the same, in this last month. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not real art, in my opinion, if you don't have your doubts at times. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, all right, man. Uh, hell yeah, bro. Have a good one. Thank you. All right, yeah, for sure. Stay in touch. And that was all from today's episode of the Hasley Podcast. That was Bobby Machiavelli. You can go check him out on all that stuff. We'll have it linked up and all the other things, you know, in the, in the description. And uh, I don't know where you're listening to this, but if you're listening to this on iTunes, if you're listening to this on Stitcher, if you're listening to this on YouTube, let me know where you're listening to it at so that I can see where, where my listeners are, and it just is interesting. Let me know the, like your feedback on the interview, what happened with it, what's going on with it. Would you like to reach out to Bobby for a feature? Would you like to reach out to Bobby for a this, that? Um, it doesn't matter. You know, We're just going to keep it going, keep it cracking. And, um, yeah, I don't really have much more to say, and I will talk to you guys on the next episode.